Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Mark. Uh, I'm Britton. And uh, today we are going to do something a little bit different. Uh, usually we reserve this for movies, TV shows, things like that. But every now and again, we like to kind of branch out a little bit. So mm-hmm. this is our first music album that we're going to be listening to. Yes. And I decided to start with something that was um, a very popular album. Actually, I think it has the record of spending the most consecutive weeks on a chart. Uh, the Billboard Top 200 has like 917 weeks on there. Yeah. Uh, so Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, let's just get started um, because this album is probably uh, one of my one of the better Pink Floyd albums. I I say that, but uh, there's a lot of Pink Floyd albums I like better actually. <laughs> uh, I do. I like Wish You Were Here and I yeah. like The Wall better and I like uh, I don't like the final cut more, but I like it uh, like almost as much. All right. Um. I don't know about you, because I, I grew up on this album. I listened to it a lot when I was uh, 15, 14 years old, and then kind of as I went on. Uh, was this your first time listening to the whole thing all the way through, or uh, have pro- you watched it? Uh, it before? Uh, well, I think the first time uh, listening to it all the way through was in conjunction with Wizard of Oz. Ah, uh, yes, the dark side of the rainbow. And, uh, like, Pink Floyd was never, like... It, it was never a, a band I actively listened to, mm-hmm. uh, but it would never turn it off it w- if it was on type deal. Yeah, I, I know. I hear from a lot of people um, that, that that's kind of the boat a lot of people seem to be in yeah. where, uh, like, I, of course, I'm a big fan, but I know most people are like, yeah, they're okay. I like them. They're all right. They're not mm-hmm. my go-to, but uh, yeah, I, there's some songs I like by them. Right. It, it, like, I, I fully recognize that, you know, they are a you know very talented band and you know, can have contributed a lot of uh, music that was influential in in you know, be, you know upcoming bands in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you me, know, that came after. To me, I'm, I guess I'm just a you know me. I'm just a mellow, laid back kind of guy. You know, <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> but like uh, for some reason, the music just kind of. Like, I can just kind of lay down and, you know, I can go to sleep to it. I told you that I used to sleep to this album a lot. Yeah, uh, it's, you mentioned that during the, 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 the portion where the lady was screaming. Yeah, the screaming song, the great gig in the sky. I yeah. used to, like, and the funny thing is because that was, like, song four, and that was right th- about the time I was drifting away, and that's that's what I'd go to sleep to, to a chorus of screams. Yeah. And it's just like, ah. Yeah, and that... That explains a whole lot. Yeah, and that's why I have to, you know, I wake up with my my good morning scream and everything like that. (laughs) I I live on a constant state of uncertainty. (laughs) I am always... Call you Heisenberg. I am... All right, go ahead. (laughs) I am always on edge. (laughs) Like, I don't know when that other shoe's gonna drop. That other shoe has dropped so long ago... That now we're getting a third shoe into the mix. Like that is too many shoes. <laughs> maybe for you, maybe for you, three shoes is too many. But for me, three shoes is not nearly enough. Like I, I don't know if I could if I could take a third shoe. A third shoe, nothing. I'm preparing for my sixth shoe. What are you, six, six shoes, Magoo? <laughs> they call me the old six shoeer. Um, now, I guess about this album, I did want to talk about uh, some yeah. of the um, more popular songs that go through, because again, this is our first time really talking about an album, and I am going to start before we go into some of the nitty gritty with some of the songs and talk mm-hmm. about the overall impressions, because uh, again, I do like this album a lot. I do kind of enjoy how there's almost like, a, I guess, an ebb and flow or maybe a wave where you know it'll start off with something uh, kind of high 
you know, high paced and you know, like moving and then they'll kind of drop it down a little bit, you know, something slower and then they'll, you know, kick it right up because they go from time, which is, yeah. you know, though it's not the most rocking song in the world, um, it is kind of faster paced than the next song uh, with the, the screaming lady, <laughs> you know, because it goes from a high, you know, like, oh, okay, we're doing well. And then it just drops down and it's like, oh, we're going to scream it out a little bit with some <laughs> gentle well, melodies. The, the way I describe the the, uh, the album is it's a mellow album with sinister undertones. Yeah. And the funny thing is the first time I, uh, this is the first album I ever heard by uh, Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. And someone brought it over just to do the uh, the dark side of the rainbow thing with the Wizard right. of Oz. And I uh, it was the uh, neighbors across the street, and I didn't know anything about them um, until they did tell me later on that they did another brick in a wall. But I didn't know that, so I just assumed that Pink Floyd was like a spooky album, like <laughs> a spooky group that did spooky things. Like and you immediately associated him with the Tin Man. Yeah, I, well that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Like, this was the- being the first album I heard by them, it really didn't do anything to assuage that spookiness uh, factor or fear that I had, because there was a lot of guys just laughing in it like crazy people. (laughs) And again, you got the screaming, I was like, "Eh," talking about lunatics and everything like that, you know, so... Like, yeah, this was definitely a very strange and spooky album for me to start on. Uh, but I did kind of like it. Yeah, it's... I genuinely don't remember the the first. I I, I think, uh, I, I I the first song uh, by Pink Floyd I always heard was you know another brick in the wall, and uh, you know my I always associated it with anti school, so I was always so excited when it came on the radio, <laughs> and uh, I'm like yeah school stinks, and my parents you know like Pink Floyd, so therefore they hate school. Yeah, I can bond with them on the whole school issue. Yeah. <clears throat> you must have really liked that one song by Alice Cooper. Uh... School's out for summer. Yeah. Well, n- yeah, I guess. I guess, uh... It only applies to one specific situation <laughs> in school. <laughs> um... So... I, I think the, the two... I'll say the three main... Uh... Draws in this album... Uh... The biggest songs would probably... Time which I think is uh, one of their bigger songs. Money, which is probably one of their most uh, famous songs. Yeah. Uh, aside yeah. from Brick and a Wall. And I'm going to say the um, uh, the one with the lunatic on the grass, the dark side of the moon one, uh, that happened at the end. Yeah. Um, those are probably the ones I hear on the radio the most. And Us and Them, I hear every now and again. And that's all the songs that have lyrics to them, basically. Uh, except for the very first one. But, um... Yeah, so time is probably one of my. I think I know I said it when I was uh, listening to this uh, that time is probably one of my like top three like Pink Floyd songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, you know, I always enjoy hearing it, and uh, I even know like that whole beginning part. I think I know most of that by heart. Like I know when the 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 beat's gonna drop and they're gonna start singing. You know, I know the whole boom, <laughs> boom, boom, and uh, it, it really. You know, kind of ramped up the crazy. Yeah, especially in the beginning of that song where it was just non-stop alarm clocks. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, Bells. And I, I just felt I felt my blood pressure in my <laughs> neck. It's like, it, and I, we said when we were listening to uh, When Money Came On with the cash registers and everything. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, this is the noisiest album I think we've ever <laughs> I've ever heard. I remember when the, the bells were going off in time, you were like, I'm close to the edge, Mark. Another few seconds <laughs> like and I it's over. I was balling my fist. <laughs> I'm like, just just calm down. They're a very mellow group. They're a very mellow group. Yeah, a mellow group with alarms. 
Yum Yoho Renji Kyo, Britain. Come on. No, no, that we're not doing that. That's supposed to get you charged up, actually. Oh, is that what that's for? I thought it was supposed to, like, calm you down. No, I, I, that's, I said it as a joke when we were doing our uh, Cloak and Dagger Heart thing, because uh. it's supposed to do the exact opposite. Um, I think it's, like, supposed to be a mantra to get ready to action of some kind. What? I don't know, I heard that from Inner Space, so it's probably, <laughs> probably true. <laughs> Inner Space is... Inner Space wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> like, that is how I... Learn about different cultures <laughs> is through inner space. Inner space and was... uh, Martin Short. <laughs> and so the uh, I guess the last song to talk about is the uh, the the Dark Side of the Moon song. I know it's got a, a name to it, uh, but I, don't, I can't remember it now. Um, I think every song has a name, except for the untitled ones and that one song without a name. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I remember that was the that was almost like the zenith of the creepiness for me, the spookiness. Because I remember listening to it in my bedroom, and yeah. they were talking about, like, The lunatic is in the hall. And I'd be like, eh, I'd check out just to make sure it's not a lunatic just, I don't know, traipsing down the hall or whatever, walking towards my room. I... I, I would I would think that, uh, if, if, you know, you being a kid in bed, like, your parents might, uh, question who this gentleman is traipsing through the hall. <laughs> they weren't there, they were probably at work or something. Yeah, I, oh, that's right, you're... Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I forgot, like, your mom worked the night shift and yeah, all that. Yeah, so I was like, if there was a lunatic just kind of sashaying down the hall, like, with his arms, I was like, ha 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 Like, <laughs> there's nothing I can really do about that. Maybe <laughs> shut the door on him. Like, if they're they're sashaying and making all that noise, and you, you have a good head start. Uh, they're, they're lunatics, the only way out is through the hall. I can't go out through the window, that would take too long. They would sashay their way to me in time. <laughs> ah, the th window's locked. <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> and what did you do? You know, what, in your in your childlike mind, what would you imagine the uh, the lunatic was gonna do? Wear me like a skin suit. Oh, uh, okay then. <laughs> yeah, then I guess it was you know, fairly fairly legitimate fear. If you if you thought he was just gonna go a boo and then leave, no, that then, <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I don't think he would have done that. Just wear me like a whole, you know, like a skin suit, and then, you know, pretend he was me for a few days. <laughs> like, uh, like that's an awful lot of work to go and try and take the identity of a ten-year-old boy. And uh, you know, but to be fair, there wasn't anyone in the hall, and it was just a spooky song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think, like the, uh, yeah, you know, just yeah, you know, I'm trying to put myself in the, now in the, in the head. Lunatics yeah, shoes. Yeah. Like, you know, what do I have to gain by traipsing noisily and laughing through the hall? <laughs> I can tell you one thing. If the lunatic's doing that, sashaying, having yeah. his arms out, laughing like that, he's not really thinking, you know, logically with everything. And, and what, to wear a kid's skin? Yeah, I mean, he he's just having a good time, you know, like, what he, he's just doing what he wants to do. Uh, <laughs> if I get him, I'll wear him. If not, <laughs> maybe uh, I'll have an ice cream. And not only that, it's like... It, you know, wearing the skin of a child is going to be awfully snug. <laughs> uh, especially after you tan it, because it's going to shrink. Oh, I, I didn't expect him to do all that. I expect uh, him to just kind of unzip me and, you know, just kind of... You do not know how skin worked? <laughs> just kind of step into it and then just kind of like, uh, like a, you know, like a morph suit. And, uh, that would be that. Like, it'd also be kind of funny, like, if his, uh... He puts it on kind of wrong, so his like face is like coming out the side of my neck or something. <laughs> like, hi, mother, hi, father. What are you traipsing for? Get back to bed. 
that was the uh, that was the big fear is your mistaken identity. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter that you're bleeding in your room without skin. They might think you're doing something bad. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll get in trouble. <laughs> then I'll be in timeout. I'm wearing your skin, and I'm breaking the coffee table. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, no. uh, I'm letting the co the dogs out, and they're gonna run away. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm in so. All right, who let these dogs out? It was I, Father Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, here I go, and I'm gonna shake your dad's beards. No, don't do that. Hey, you sashay your way over here right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, in, uh, yeah, in hindsight, I can see why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the only lunatics in the hall were, like, my dogs, so <laughs> I kind of looked at them kind of funny. The lunatics are my dogs. <laughs> they like to eat my Lincoln logs. <laughs> the lunatic <laughs> is on the phone. <laughs> so yeah, I uh that that was the only song that kind of freaked me out really the most. You know, just the the screaming I could get through. As long as I could <laughs> fall asleep before the Lunatics song came on, I was I was aces. You know, I I think I I think the reason you didn't like it is because it was keeping track of where you were. <laughs> it was keeping track of like this song was straight up listing the places that a lunatic was and in case I ever became a lunatic, like, it would just give away my position. Yeah. The lunatic is in his bed. Hey, stop that! <laughs> that or, uh, you know, if you were ever to become a lunatic, you at least know the places to go. Like, <laughs> you're, you're fully prepared for the lunatic life. If I'm a lunatic, you better believe I'm gonna be sashaying everywhere. Like, do they- I, do they sashay? I, I kind of I, pictured them more of a- of a lurking or looming type. Yeah, maybe, but like, that's not the lunatic I want to be. The <laughs> lunatic wanna... inside me is wanting to break free, Brian. <laughs> he wants to sashay down the hall. I'm gonna get you! Mark, please stop it, I- I'm tired. <laughs> no, I'm going! Yeah, I'm gonna go away and get skin! Ow. <laughs> Uh, that's just, that's you hitting me. <laughs> Ouch! Oh, why'd you go and do a thing like that? <laughs> What'd you do that for? Uh, uh, <laughs> is my nose bleeding? <laughs> I'm a desperate man. <laughs> I got a gun. Stop it, Mark. I'm very tired. <laughs> Please. I had a long day. <laughs> now, would you... Uh, I yeah. can't say would you do this because you're not the sashaying type. No, I'm definitely not. Like, if you became a lunatic, I think that you would just be more of the, uh, like, parking your car and putting, like, a, you know, a, a hose in it. In the, in the garage or something, and that would be it. What, a suicidal? Yeah, that's that's your lunatic, like, I, tendencies. I, I thought you were gonna go more like the, oh, you're more of a Ted Bundy. But, you know, you need to have charisma in order to be that. I, so you're just gonna go kill yourself. No, that's not what I meant at all. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I guess we're learning a lot about both of us. Yeah. My, uh, my lunatic tendency is just Ed Wynn, you know, <laughs> walking around like a jackass. And your suicidal tendencies are, I wish I was enough like, uh, uh, Ted Bundy, but I don't know if I can be. Yeah, I guess I can uh, see yeah, it. I yeah. guess, yeah. Was Ted Bundy the one who ate people? No, that's, uh... It's uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. D Jalmer. Jalmer. <laughs> Jalmer's get in here! Skinner! 
Oh, Superintendent Jalmer. <laughs> Jalmers, were you eating the students again? Uh, no, I was, uh, I was, uh, uh, I was eating the students. Yeah, you got me. Stop that. Just, just stop that now. Ah, uh, give me another chance. Okay. I can't say no to that face. That's not even my face. <laughs> Jalmers! And then it's like, he starts running out of the room and they freeze frame. Of, like him chasing it. Ding! He's the principal, he's the soup. He puts the students in the soup. <laughs> like, I hope you guys are writing this down because this is gold we're giving you. People love their shows about, <laughs> about serial killers. Actually, they do, apparently. Yeah, it's huge. You know, have but we not 80s sitcom serial killers. <laughs> have ha, is this going to be? Uh, can this considered be considered our first true crime podcast? Uh, <laughs> I, well, it, no, but it could be our first fake crime. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I I don't remember everything about all of our podcasts released so far. But we've had we've talked about fake crimes before. Uh, I, I think stealing we stealing the Pope's wig. That's a crime. <laughs> he took my wig, police. Uh, what kind of wig are you picturing? Uh, powdered. Okay, I was I was <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking uh, what, what, like the '60s beehive hair. No, I was thinking like a uh, like one of those like redhead curls kind of thing. like like uh, like right, almost uh, like a Shirley little Temple. Orphan Annie. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not the little orphan Annie. Like actually like like little stinker kind of curls, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, like yeah, with the big lollipop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like the turn of the century like he's wearing the little sailor's outfit. Exactly. That's like, that's the wig <laughs> I'm picturing. Like this brings up far more questions than it answers. Okay, like, go ahead. What's the first question I'm gonna drink? Okay, why does he have that wig? Why does he have the little sailor's uniform? Whose uniform is that? Alright, the answer- Who wears the uniform? The answer all of these questions, I'll start with the last one first. Okay. The Pope wears a uniform. Uh, okay. He wears it on weekends when he's not doing his Pope job. Wait, the, the Pope gets a day off? He gets the weekends off. Um, they put like the they put like a mannequin out there in front of the Vatican, <laughs> and people will pray to that. And that's fine. Uh, so he he has a, the weekends off. Maybe okay. he goes out. Um, I don't know, surfing, uh, or sailing. I guess he has a yacht. He has a Pope yacht. Okay. Um, there's lots of bodies of water near Vatican City. I think so. Uh, yeah, there's the entire you know, yeah, Mediterranean. The, so yeah, he can uh, he can just sail his Pope yacht on there. Um, Is it in a big bubble? <laughs> No, no, you know, I think that, uh, they don't know he's on the yacht. He, he wears a big mustache, so no one recognizes him. Like, I imagine, like, when he takes off his vestibules, he's very well tanned, because he gets a lot of sun. <laughs> I don't, and I imagine he's got, like, a, like, one of those big gold medallions. Uh, I, I like imagine, I imagine he has, uh, a lot of sailor's tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> like a big anchor. Like, like look, his... I can make him dance! I don't know why he's, he's of <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> Hey, come back. Where you going? I'm the Pope. Uh, not now, you ain't. It's your day off. Ooh, you got me. Popes don't take the day off, but this Pope does. And that, that's why he's a sailor uniform. I think yeah. that answered all the questions. And the wig. Um, well, it goes with the sailor yeah, uniform. Yeah, exactly. 
Like, when he's getting onto the- when, he <laughs> when he's getting onto the yacht, he doesn't want people to see him. So he wears the sailor uniform and the wig so people don't know him. Uh, but they, they just think he's a, you know, a demented old man, and every time they see him, they just shake their head. It's such a shame. Now let's go pray in the, the, to the Pope. Like a stiff breeze blows it over. <laughs> I, I imagine it's some, like, grainy or, or uh, grainy-sounding recording of him giving, you know, his, some kind of sermon. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb, her face was white as snow. Now, is this being played on wax cylinder? Uh... I get. I, I, I didn't know they could rewind wax cylinders. Actually, when I think about it, now it's got to be a tape. Yeah, reel to reel. That was a thing, right? Uh, reel to reel is a thing. Okay, good. I, I I thought I was just saying random words again. It uh, that, that's actually how a lot of uh, you know, a lot of things were recorded was reel to reel because ah. it had a lot more fidelity. So, I, so you must you must you must have taught me that, Britain. Uh, I had to have. There was no one else I could have learned that from. But uh, you. Yeah, I. It, it, I it's potent, you know, potentially, uh, you know, real, like, I know a lot of the, uh, I think the Beatles albums, albums were, were recorded reel to reel, and then they, they would, uh, later on took the master copies and then cleaned them up digitally. And then, uh, somehow, um, Michael Jackson owned them. Yep. I, but think, I wonder who owns them now. Hmm, that's a good question. It, it's weird to think that the Beatles don't own their own music. Like, they don't, they didn't make a dime off it. <laughs> When they played, um, when they played for, uh, like, Ed Sullivan and everything, they didn't make a, a cent off that. Yeah, afterwards they had to go wash the dishes in the back. Yeah, because otherwise they, you know, they, they, they had too many money drinks. for the cab. Yeah. <laughs> Man, do you see all those people? Like, yeah, they were screaming. Yeah, they screaming. And then here we are, washing dishes. I'm out of soap. Yeah, I'm gonna get some soap. Ringo, go get the fucking soap. What am I, the soap boy? Yes, you are. Go get the fucking soap, Ringo. You know, why, why can't I wash the dishes sometimes? Uh, we can always have Why can't he just... Ringo, have you gotten the soap yet? Yeah, I got the soap. Here's your soap. Oh, thank you. I don't like that, Ringo. <laughs> I don't like that Paul guy. Yeah. Hey, wait, uh, what? I am Paul. <laughs> I am I'm just saying. Like, maybe something should happen to Paul. Like a rumor? Maybe we should start a rumor. I don't know. I'm thinking we should get rid of him. Hmm. And then... You know, spread a rumor so people think oh, we got rid of him, and then we could deny it. Yeah. You guys need the soap or what? We're taking the soap, Ringo. Get the soap. That uh, I'm I, guessing that was uh, uh Paul, you know, John and George conspiring, <laughs> conspiring against against Paul. I'm guessing Paul is just sitting in the back with his with his uh his feet up. He was he was writing uh he was writing a, a song. Yeah. Like, he was writing uh like. <laughs> Washington. He's writing a Oh, he wasn't writing Imagine. That was John. Uh, he was writing, uh, Let It Be. <laughs> clean the dish, clean the dish. No, that doesn't yeah. seem right. Yeah, uh, I, you know, it's funny. I think Paul was doing the same exact thing. Like, when you said that Paul wasn't even, you know, was somewhere else, there's no way that he wasn't, you know, he was washing dishes. He was uh, no, probably. Not Paul. He was probably drinking a chocolate milk, you know, at the front counter. These guys, like, I guess there's a counter. <laughs> yeah. Like he, and, he's and on the place. <laughs> <laughs> like it's at, it's at the cafeteria on like NBC or CBS oh, or whatever yeah. the hell it was, <laughs> and uh, you know, like 
you know, Paul is uh, drinking the milkshake and then he goes back into the kitchen, drops into the sink, <laughs> and splashes, uh, <laughs> splashes George and, uh, and Paul, uh, uh, Ringo. Ring Ringo in the face. I imagine, like, when he's sitting at the counter drinking and his legs kind of hang down a little bit on the stool. Yeah, if he's swinging them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is about the whole skit is that, um, I didn't want to stop doing my, my, my Beatles voice because I just had a lot of fun doing it. I didn't care what we were saying, <laughs> what we were talking about. I just liked doing the voice. Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I... I <laughs> I, so, uh, go ahead. So, like, the original Paul McCartney was, you know, wasn't killed because, uh, you know, you know any kind of backstage thing. It wasn't a car accident, like they say in the yeah. Paul's Dead rumors. Yeah, no, it was him being an asshole because he would never take his turn to do the dishes. And then he uh, would when, <laughs> splash his chocolate milk, not even empty, mind you, yeah. into the dishwater. Oh, now we gotta get new dishwater. Ringo was a soap. <laughs> hey, Ringo! You wanna make me a sandwich while you're back there? <laughs> I swear, this is it. That's this right. is it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna take it. I'm gonna hit him in the head with a hammer. A silver hammer. <laughs> Ringo silver hammer. I like the tune to that. Mm, not Ringo, but you know, you're onto something there. Go write yeah. a song about an octopus. You go write a song about an octopus. How about that? I think there's only... I can only think of one... Uh, one uh, octopus song, yeah. Well, only one Ringo song. I'm sure he's got more from the Beatles, um, days, but yeah. like Octopus Garden is the only yeah. song that I think that I know that he wrote. I'm sure, again, like I said, I'm sure he wrote more, but uh, I, I, I want to, no, I, I think Ticket to Ride was was the Beatles. Yeah, there was, uh, did he write that? Ringo? I don't know. I don't know. I, I there was, I don't know. I, he, I know there was another. Uh, fairly popular Ringo. He wrote, song. "I want to hold your hand." He wrote, "Let's just attribute <laughs> all of them to Ringo." He he wrote all the bubblegum Beatles songs. Yeah, I like to eat bubblegum and an <laughs> octopus's garden in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh. All right, uh, Ringo, we gotta get you off that stuff. <laughs> I've been I've been breathing in the soap fumes too much. I, I even though I recognize Octopus's Garden as being probably. One of the lesser Beatles songs. I like that song a lot. Wait, was that while they were still the Beatles? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. When he, I think that was on the, um, on the album uh, Sgt. Pepper or Abbey Road, one of those two. I don't I'll know. take your word for it. I know that the, the song that he wrote afterwards, um, when he broke up from the Beatles, it was just him uh, for a while. Hey, the Squid's Pantry. Yeah. <laughs> The Calimari's Den. <laughs> I, uh... I know the song, It Don't Come Easy. I know he wrote that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the other one. Um, that's a good song. That was after Beatles. I think he wrote it with, uh... With George Harrison. So... Really? Yeah, two Beatles were in it. Yeah. Half the Beatles. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> and then... I think, uh, it's only Paul and Ringo that are left now, unfortunately. Well, just Ringo now, because, you know... Yeah, uh, well, oh, we got we got fake mission mission mission. Uh, we got uh, we got fake Paul. You know, we got post milkshake Paul. <laughs> I remember I used to absolutely love that Paul is dead rumor. It, it, it is a fun rumor. I, I wonder if they, uh, you know, they kind of uh, did that, or if it was just a happy little coincidence. Um, like 
you'd like do you think they played it up once they kind of did it or do you think yeah. that uh they were actually you know once once the rumors started get started they were like well how can we benefit from this yeah well it was kind of the same thing with uh you know the roller coaster of love song uh oh, where yeah. it was uh, the scream in the background uh because uh the the real thing is is that if they had screams in the background because it was just screams because they were on a roller coaster yeah that was actually throughout the song mm-hmm but the rumors started and they were like all right well you're not gonna you know, if people are gonna, if this is gonna move albums, you don't really deny that rumor. Yeah, of course. So, it, you know, it could be a similar situation with the Beatles. And, um, just to go briefly back to the, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, the whole Dark Side of the Rainbow thing, um, Roger Waters has never outwardly denied it, at least as last I checked. I know he always yeah. tries to play fast and loose with it. Um, like, the other out, the other band members are like, hey, did you, did you do this to coincide with, uh, Wizard of Oz, and like, no, of course not. That's that's borderline impossible to do something like that. And Roger Waters like, well, well, I'm not gonna tell you what my process is. And it kind of, uh, you know, it was enhanced the rumors. Although, yeah. I, I do believe that um, it would be funnier to start a rumor that it syncs up better with like another movie. Like, you remember, you remember that weird scene in Little Nicky where yeah. he started playing the Chicago yeah. album backward and people were like, wow, I never knew. Like, you know, it'd be funny if there was like, well, yeah, it coincides with one movie, but it's not Wizard of Oz. It's actually Harvey with uh, <laughs> with Jimmy Stewart or something like it's ridiculous. Some, something really corny, like, ah, I don't know why we have to do it in the it Little Nicky voice. It has to be voice. Little Vicky voice now. All right. It actually coincides with follow that bird. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> the blue bird of happiness scene. Well, that's when uh, they're singing the lunatic is on the grass. If you listen to it and you play the wall, that's when that's during the court scene. <laughs> and, you know, that's where they tear down the wall. <laughs> if you play Dark Side of the Moon, you push play at just the right time in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> it coincides completely. <laughs> oh, man. What are other, like, ridiculous movies? That, that... Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, the more plain and less interesting, the better. Although, Follow That Bird's going to be hard to top. <laughs> Like, everybody, you know, actually, I can't say everybody likes Follow That Bird, but it's, like, the most non, uh, like, the most harmless movie I that know. you could think of to, like, mix <laughs> with it. If you're playing Eminem's first album during the never-ending story. <laughs> if you play, if you play, uh, Straight Outta Compton <laughs> at the same time that you play... Little Nicky. I actually had nothing. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything that would go so well with Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> if, uh, during the Grinch. <laughs> if you play Corn's Freak on a Leash at the same time that you play Corn's Follow the Leader album. <laughs> actually, I think they're the same album. What am I talking about? <laughs> That's like, the thing. Whoa, mind blown. Like, I don't really know a lot. Like, I didn't really buy a lot of CDs growing up, so I don't really know the name of a lot of albums. I'm trying to think. I think in my whole life, I've probably owned less than 20 CDs. Um, I think I had, like, four Pink Floyd CDs, like, three Eminem CDs, 
one Rolling Stone CD, and just like various things here yeah. and there, you know what I mean? Like, alright, Dr. Dre 2001, you know, or, uh... Coolio.com. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, alright, the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch album. If you like, play Vivaldi's Four Seasons during the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> it, it really blows your mind. Like, although, you say that, but... Now I'm curious. I would like that to me sounds more interesting almost than uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz because what, a, a, uh, a symphony, an yeah, entire symphony, entire symphony over like violent horror. It's interesting because you know a symphony is you know intended to tell its own story of sorts, mm -hmm. and it'd be interesting to see if those sync in a ma in a way. Like, we're gonna have to just try as many combinations of albums that we can. Like, alright, so, oh. what are, Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Vivaldi didn't release any albums. <laughs> okay, whatever, uh, tapes of whatever. <laughs> and the hit album from Vivaldi's Four Seasons... <laughs> the Four Seasons the had their own album. <laughs> Winter. <laughs> spring was the... Do-do-do-do-do-do-do, was that spring? I, I think that was spring. Okay. I don't know, maybe winter's... Maybe that, <laughs> that, that was the same song. But I know, slow. Just, just exactly. It's winter, fall. It's uh, I'm trying to do the Home Alone uh, song for some oh. reason, <laughs> and I know I realized I can't. I realized about halfway through that I couldn't do it, and I, I knew I couldn't save it. I did not know what you were doing at all. This is Halloween. That's, uh, that's, that's Vivaldi's, um, autumn. <laughs> and summer is, uh, Rock Lobster. It's Rock Lobster! Oh, man, this is just that's going a, off I know, the this rails. Is, this is an insane... <laughs> like, yeah... Though, to be fair, at least for now, we're sticking to music. Yeah, Vivaldi's rolling in his mausoleum. <laughs> Rolling in his urn. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> like, yeah, what... Devi, uh, I'm trying to think. I bet you... I'm trying to think what albums that you've ever owned as a... In your life, and I'm, I don't know if... I, I don't think I've owned ever owned a single album. Wow, that's crazy. Like, I didn't listen to music until I was 13. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, I think I've told the story to you, but I don't know if I've told it on the podcast. Well, go ahead. I'll stop you if you have. Uh, so when I was four years old, I used to have a little portable, little transistor radio. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where it's going. Go okay. on. Uh, that I used to play in my room. Uh, you know, I'd play the, you know, put it on the radio station, the local radio station at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the you know, Philadelphia suburb area was Eagle 106. Ooh. And, and I remember... Uh, I used to turn it on and, you know, eventually drift to sleep, and, uh, this was back in 1988, mm -hmm. and I remember there was a s very, you know, very popular hit song that came on the radio, and it was, uh, Ice Ice Baby by oh. Vanilla Ice, Oof. and I remember trying to drift off to sleep, and this, you know, this song comes on, and it, uh, I remember it, it wrapped up. And I just turned off the radio because I was done with music from that point on. <laughs> I, I I felt like there was nothing more music could contribute to me. 
And uh, I stopped listening to music until I was 13. <laughs> so if anyone ever wonders how bad Vanilla Ice was, it was <laughs> he was bad enough to make a four-year-old give up on music. <laughs> the entire music industry. Well, not, not just industry. Music as a concept was dead to me. I didn't sing at school. I didn't like. I I didn't sing in the you know the music classes. I didn't sing. There was there was nothing but there was no happiness. You see, if you were drifting off to sleep to the sound of screams, I think that'd be a little bit different. You'd like be a different you'd, man today. Like you'd be reading about me in the paper. I'd find. Uh, I remember when I was about that age. Um, my two favorite songs in the world. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't ADA. It had to have been like a year or two later. Um, was. <laughs> Uh, you Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. Okay. Okay, yeah, I love that song because, you know, I was a dumb kid at the time. Every, everyone you know? loved that song. And, um, and Do the Bartman, uh, by the, you know, The Simpsons. I had, yep. like, The Simpsons tape. Um, yep, but, you've mentioned this before. Yeah, and, uh, but since then, um, I didn't give up on music like you. I, <laughs> like, I just, but I had to, uh, cause I, like, The Simpsons tape was, like, the last, like, album of any kind or whatever that I got until I think... I was about 15 years old and I got yeah. the second Eminem album. So I just had to make do with what my parents had. And they had a bunch of vinyl albums um, in the little, uh, I guess, like, cupboard. I don't know. Yeah. It was a little thing. They just had a bunch of albums. And I remember some of them like I, I used to put on all the time. One of them was like a Winnie the Pooh song. And I really liked it. I used to sing it, you know, dance around, and listen to it over and over like again. Your your parents had this? Yeah, they bought it. I think specifically for oh, okay. me. Okay, was good. That's a weird thing for parents to listen to. Well, it was a Loggins and Messina. It was <laughs> the house at Pooh Corner. Um, I never listened to any other song on that fucking album, but the first song was House at Pooh Corner, so uh -huh. I would just listen to it again and again and again. But then they had some like songs that kind of scared me, <laughs> like albums that scared me. They had uh, like, of course. Oh well, yeah, I know. I was afraid of everything, but uh, they had like scary albums I didn't like to listen to. Like um, what? Well, let's see. One of them was a 45 of, because uh, we had like this uh, 40, this case of 45s, little yeah, we case. Had one. And um, you open it up, you put the 45s in, and one of them was like a, uh, a it was a Ringo Starr song. And I remember on the, uh, on the, the, the record itself, the 45 itself, like where you put the, the, the giant, you know, thing, the giant hole in yeah. the middle, it had like him like in a star or something, I don't know, and that scared me. <laughs> so I guess Ringo Starr was another one of the things I was afraid of. But the song opened up with like just weird noises, like a phone ringing, and then like a guy burping, like, Ugh. and I remember being like, oh, I don't like this, like, and turning it off. Uh, unless, unless life had clockwork predictability, it scared you as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the moment something was not in sync. This- Like, this- it was a scary thing to you. This is not normal. I don't like this. I'm gonna not listen to this Ringo Starr anymore. Like, I'd write him letters and be like, Why are you so scary? And he'd get back like, so I've been waiting for all these fan letters and this is the only one about a kid with the kids saying you scared of me. Like, I, I threw all the- there's lots of kids who are scared of me. I just throw them in a pile over there. They think I'm a boogeyman. <laughs> boogeyman. I'm trying to think because I know there's a few other albums that scare me. And here's the weird thing: um, they were probably just very innocuous al like albums. Like I think it was like <laughs> like Quarter Flash or something or Human League. You know, some like no idea what like, those are. They're just dumb groups. Uh, I can't say dumb groups. They had some good songs, but uh, like the covers just. 
Like, I was like, ooh, I don't like this. This is slightly off, you know, off-putting. I'm scared now. But, uh, we also had Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell album. Okay. And that didn't scare me. I don't know if you've ever seen the cover of it, but it's just like a demon riding a motorcycle out of hell. And, I'm like, wow, this is cool. I look at the artwork, like, oh, and look at the way that the, the light shines on it. Oh, this well, is a really cool album. Well, first off, it's Meatloaf. And, uh, you know, you can't be- he, he's a giant teddy bear, that man. <laughs> And, see, so, you know, second of all, you know, I, I guess there's nothing in his music to scare you, because I- I was- I'm hoping it's in conjunction, you know, in no, conjunction- just, it was just the album covers for some of them. Okay, so it was just- you would see a spooky album cover and you would get scared? Yeah, exactly. It was like, um, like I said, I think it was Human League that had, like, it was a- a human face, and, Yeah. but, um, I guess there was four members of the band, so... Each part of, like, each section of the face was, like, cut up into fours was a different part of the person of the band. Yeah. And so, it was just, like, a mishmash of different, you know, pieces of face. And, uh, you know, for some reason, I was like, well, that's not what a human face should look like. Scared now. And that would be it. That baffles me. That ba Meanwhile, I'm at, you know, my parents are playing Silence of the Lambs. You know, for me, when I was a kid. Yeah, movies didn't scare me too much. Were, no? Not just really. Eggman? Just Eggman, and, uh, weird, like I said, movies existed almost in their own, like, universe and everything like that. Like, I used to yeah. watch Freddy movies, like, yeah, there'd be things that scared me in it, but I wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't unnerve me as much. It'd be like, oh, here he comes, he's gonna kill him. Oh, that's scary. Alright, it's over now, he's a funny guy. Um, but the things that would scare me in movies were things that were just kind of, uh, just off-kilter or just unpredictable like I, I don't know if I talked about this on the uh, Podcast before but in Jesus Christ Superstar There's just this like segment in the um, in the song uh, Agony in the Garden Gethsemane and He just was like this really intense musical like uh, interlude or whatever just starts yeah. playing and they just show a bunch of paintings of Jesus being crucified and people crying and you know screaming and that terrified me Every time it came on, and my sister knew this. <laughs> so I remember one time I was like watching it all alone in my room, and I knew the scary part was coming. I was like, yeah. okay, I can make it through. I'm not going to get scared. My sister waited, and as soon as it started, she turned the lights off in my room, like, ah! And it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, don't be wrong, that's pretty damn funny. Like, I, oh, yeah. I respect that kind of level of, uh, of tenacity, like, of just waiting for that right moment. It's almost predatory. Yeah, eh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, despite the fact that, you know, I liked being scared in good ways when I was a kid. I yeah. didn't like being scared in bad ways when I was a kid. Like, I didn't like, I didn't like, I guess, things like that I didn't understand. Freddy, I could understand, because yeah. I, I got his shtick. He was just a murderer. <laughs> You know, people die. I understand that. A man being an egg... <laughs> I didn't understand it. It didn't make any sense in the natural realm of things. So, uh, I have a feeling it's a- it's a case where, you know, you see this man who has become an egg, and... Now, that's in your head that that's possible to become one. Yeah. And you don't know the machinations that uh, led to his, uh, his eggdom. Yeah, why was he and, an egg? And, you know, and now you don't- now you're scared that you may inadvertently, uh... If I yeah. sneeze the wrong way, I could turn yeah. into an egg. Like, and then you're susceptible to Dana Carvey coming <laughs> into your home and smashing you against a wall. Yeah, you know, I guess that's true, because if Freddy turned him into an egg, I wouldn't be as scared. Exactly. But if, you know, it's like, 
Well, what's the story? Why is he an egg now? He's an egg. Just get over it. Well, if something happened, if like at the beginning of the skit, uh, a genie turned him into an egg, I don't think you would have been as scared. Like, yeah, he's still smashed into the wall and he screamed and he's dead, but you have known the, uh, you have known how it happened and, uh, you know, would have been able to avoid it. I think that was probably, I think that subconsciously that's what it is. Ah, you unzip me, Britain. You unzip me. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's. I do agree with you. It is probably uh, something along the line, along the lines of that. Because I don't think it was just straight up, you know, the death. Yeah. I don't think it was. You know, I think it was just. You know, because one of my fears was, what if I get turned into an egg? Then my sister has to take care of me, because I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 doomed. What am I gonna do? I'm a fucking egg. <laughs> There's no one more vulnerable in this world than a man who is now an egg. I don't know, a baby's pretty vulnerable. They have that big soft spot on their head, that's I pretty- I guess if you throw a baby against the wall, you know, it would definitely not, you know, it would definitely die. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, an egg and a baby are probably of equal- But a baby uh, can crawl, is what I'm saying. A, a newborn baby? I guess, yeah, I guess not a newborn. They're, they're, they're just a sack of meat. <laughs> hey, you have to- a sack of meat that really doesn't do anything but sh shit and- make noise and eat. That's a baby. <laughs> now that's a baby. Uh, yeah, so... I guess, uh... I guess maybe, like, in order to confront this fear of mine, yeah. I have to... Become an egg? No, no! No! Uh, I have sorry, to... Sorry, damn me to hell. I have to write... I have to write the beginning and film it of the Eggman getting turned into an Eggman. So how do you think it happened? Um... The genie sounds all right, but I think, uh, I Gypsy think- Gypsy curse? N I was thinking gypsy curse, but I think it's something, you know, I think he- I th I, th <laughs> I think he sold his soul for something, like, um, I don't know, like a, like a, a pot of tea or something like that. I, I, I like to think that, uh, during a business trip, uh, to the egg country, he inadvertently insulted the egg queen, who, uh, <laughs> who- who reigns you know, supreme? Who reigns supreme and deemed him, uh, you know, uh, the ultimate punishment of actually becoming an egg. I, um, I think what it was is that he fell into an alternate reality. Yeah. Became an egg temporarily and then fell back into the you know the regular reality. It's like the kind of like the theory of uh, uh, the Mandela effect, except when he crossed that ma membrane, like he he. Yeah, something went wrong and became an egg. <laughs> well, maybe it was a science experiment. Oh, like he went through the uh, teleportation machine like the fly, but he had <laughs> he had his lunch with him. <laughs> oh no! Oh, you know oh, the cat the cat's in the air somewhere. So just in case I'm in the air too, I'm gonna have my lunch with me. <laughs> it's like you know what I'm gonna have, or he's like. You know, he, he took off all his clothes, but, you know, he forgot after he was eating that the hard-boiled egg rolled into it. <laughs> you know what? The more I think about it, that is the most likely explanation yeah. for how he became an egg. Or or he, he forgot to go through the teleportation machine on an empty stomach, so he had some <laughs> deviled eggs beforehand. <laughs> or, um, remember, and this is going to be a really obscure thing, remember in uh, Airplane, yeah. where they're, uh, the girl's sick and Leslie Nielsen just starts pulling eggs out of her mouth? Because, like, you know, that's her sickness or whatever. No. Well, that happens. He starts pulling just eggs out of her mouth. And I like to think that he had that affliction, too, when he went through the teleportation <laughs> machine. 
and he didn't, like they didn't pull all the eggs out in time. And you know, he came out of the machine like you know the Eggman. Meanwhile, you know, traipsing down the street in downtown, wherever they were, there's just an egg with arms and legs meandering down the road, making people very uneasy. You better run, egg. Love from Simpsons. Uh, oh. What was that? What, uh... It was the Egg Council. Oh. I imagine the the man egg is, uh, you know, hit by a car and it's like out of, uh, it, it's like a RoboCop and he just splatters on the windshield. It's just a bunch of oat yolk. <laughs> I, I like to think, well, because the Eggman has yolk in him because he's, you know, more egg than man. Yeah. No blood. I like to think that... The egg that's walking the around man egg. Giant, yeah, the man egg is just nothing but a sack of blood and organs. So it's just organs covered by a shell. Yeah, exactly. So he's hit by a car and just viscera splatters like, this poor man's windshield. See, car is funny, but bus is funnier. <laughs> it's like you just, <laughs> just and it's just like ah. It's his windshield wipers. Oh. Well, I got a schedule to keep. <laughs> like, the, the buses ran efficiently back then. Like, yeah, they wouldn't stop for anyone. Like, <laughs> it's like, hey, get out of the way. And no one can see what I just did, but uh, uh, it doesn't matter. You saw it. I saw it. Huh? Yeah, like, <laughs> just, you know, the, the the man egg doesn't know anything because it's it's an egg. It's barely a thing. Yeah, it, so it, it's just doing the, the the baby waddle walk down the road and just inadvertently gets hit by a, you know, by a bus. Like, do you think it's kind of like uh, I think it's kind of like Frosty the Snowman, where there's like you know people trying to show it the right way. Like there's a bunch of kids trying to teach it the real meaning. Like they're you know it's holding a broom and there's a bunch of kids marching behind him, and then it gets hit by a bus and sprays <laughs> him with viscera. Yeah. Like they're all singing thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it came out of nowhere. You're supposed to stop at the crosswalk. <laughs> They, they take the magic hat and they try to throw on every egg they can from then on. <laughs> and that's what makes another egg man. I, I, I imagine they put the hat on the man egg and it just screams. <laughs> like, 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 a, like an inhuman, like, like gasping whale. Like, <laughs> and they just take, they're like, all right, we're going to take all this right, hat like off a, now. Uh, how about the snowman? Maybe it'll be less of a horror. Now, did they put it on his head before he got hit by the bus or after? Uh, maybe before. Okay, so like that's his natural state. Yeah, it's just, it's just a state of agony. <laughs> and then as soon as the, uh, as soon as the bus comes and takes it, like, that was no accident that he walked into traffic. No, like, he knew it, like, like, would you want to walk around with your innards just sloshing around in a shell? Uh, no. I wouldn't want to be an egg at all, Britain. Exactly. Oh, well, I guess that's the point of the conversation yeah. we're having. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, uh... This... This actually helps me. This starts the healing process right now. <laughs> Thinking of the man-egg walking in front of a bus. So imagine he stops, like, even though it doesn't have eyes or ears, it still kind of hears... Uh, it, it has some kind of sensory perception. Yeah, it still kind of hears... The, uh, like it feels a vibration of some yeah, sort. It understands the presence, so it stops in the road and just turns towards the thing, and then just now is the the shell an egg shell or is it like bone skin shell? Oh, oh. I, I I imagine it's like bone calcium. <laughs> like it, it's as probably as as uh probably about as thick as a human skull. Okay. 
I think, well, I, I want to be as thick as maybe a, an eggshell. It still Pro has- it, Proportionally? Yeah. I guess it would be about that thick. Yeah. Because it couldn't walk, you know, it couldn't take a step if it was like a regular eggshell thickness without cracking. Yeah. Well, it might. You know, eggs are pretty strong, but still, like, uh... It's, uh, Like, even, you know, even... You know, even with a thickness of a human skull, it's still... You still gotta get Humpty dumpty <laughs> It can only stand upright on the vernal equinox. Other times it has problems. <laughs> you know... He knows he get, he's getting rotten when he floats in the bath. <laughs> If he floats- if his bath is too hot, he starts to hard-boil. <laughs> a lot- a lot of trouble, you know, being a man-egg. <laughs> do you what? think- do you think- you No, know, go ahead, please go ahead. Uh, do you think when he's- uh, when he's hit by the bus that, you know, uh... You know, Phil Hartman kinda knows? <laughs> you mean like- <laughs> Like he senses it somehow? He's like, uh, and he- like he kinda... He- he takes a second, uh... And then he's smashed against the wall, like, a moment later. It's not that, you know, he's screaming because he feels his- his kindred spirit, you know, splattering at almost the same exact moment. And he knows that they are tethered together in this eternal dance. Yeah, and I can't imagine, like, you know, maybe- hopefully, you know, being destroyed simultaneously, they- they get thrust back to the world they came- you know, came from, because otherwise, I can't imagine what kind of afterlife they would have. They're ghost egg men. <laughs> they're walking around as just ghosts, but they're eggs. Just this floating egg, haunting this poor woman. <laughs> no, he's haunting Dana Carvey. <laughs> you killed me! It's like, it's like Ghost. You know, where he's like, trying to get revenge on the one who killed him. Like, would you- I, I know the answer to me, yeah. what I would say, but if a egg haunted you, would that be would that be a scary thing to you? Uh, if an egg haunted me, I would uh, I, I would seek some help. Like 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 if it was a regular ghost, I might be like, all right, I'm like I'm a skeptic, but I might have some kind of paranormal activity. If it's an egg haunting me, I think I have uh, some kind <laughs> of chemical imbalance that I need that I need taken care of. It's like you go to the doctor, like, Doc, there's this egg that's haunting me. Uh-huh. Like, uh, <laughs> if I were to see the egg, whatever I'm drinking at the moment, I'm pouring down the sink. <laughs> Unless it's Drano. <laughs> I don't know why you're drinking that. <laughs> you know, if you're ha getting haunted by the egg for long enough, you might want to, like... Hmm. Hmm. You know, and it fixes the pipe, so I think that's probably the best case yeah, scenario. but it doesn't get rid of the egg, does it? <laughs> like, maybe you have to talk to the egg and find out what it wants. Yeah, I, it wants me to get Dana Carvey. I <laughs> He's untouchable. <laughs> I like to think also that it's like, uh, that's like the sixth sense. Yeah. Where, you know, you see, like, like the kids with their bullets in the back of their head, and the back of their head blown yeah. out because, like, they don't get fixed in the afterlife, they still look like they did. Uh -huh. So the egg is just, like, shattered and splattered. I, I imagine that, uh, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, she just hears a voice for a while, and, you know, until the end, and then she actually sees this, this whole time it was an egg. <laughs> yeah. Cause, isn't that how it goes? Yeah, like, it is. she at, doesn't see him at all. She doesn't see him at all until, like, the very end when he ascends. Yeah. And, and, like, was that a motherfucking egg? They wouldn't play, uh, they wouldn't play Unchained Melody. They'd probably play, uh, I Am The Egg Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a weird choice of song, but alright, they do the little dance.
See, now I'm th I'm thinking how they can make Ghost into an egg ghost movie, where they're not doing the pottery on a pottery wheel before they bang. They're doing like uh, they're, <laughs> they're making an omelet or something. <laughs> <laughs> this movie writes itself, Egg Ghost. Uh, yes, egg. Yes. I was gonna try trying to like try and find a egg pun, but like poached or post. <laughs> Well, that'll just confuse yeah. people. What, is this about the mail? You beat me to it. Is this uh, about the mail or about hanging- or about, or about quality fencing? <laughs> so on that note... Uh, Dark Side of the Moon? Yep. I think that, uh, I think it's a good album. It was a, you know, it's always a pleasant experience. I like how it kind of, you know, it's one solid, almost... ...song, pretty much. Like, each song leads into another one and then has some classic hits on there. Very, uh, very good album. It, like, you know, like I said before, not something I always, you know, I would always actively pursue, but nothing I would either, I would turn off either. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, a relaxing song someone from a, an asylum would try and, try and listen to. And I enjoy that. Alright, so, uh, that does it. Take it easy. A toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOPs.